Welcome back to the Heartland Pod. This is Adam Summer. I am your host for today. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Thank you for stopping by and thank you for joining me. I uh, wasn't really sure what to do for this episode. We're sort of letting Wednesdays be what they are, right? Let them breathe. Sometimes we have some interviews. Might be me, might be Rachel, might be both of us. For this one, I was just thinking about how I was personally feeling about politics right now and headlines and just just the way it feels right now to be somebody who's observing politics. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit uh, because I think it's something that we don't talk about uh, enough in this you know crazy sort of constant political feed that a lot of us are living on. And if you're listening to a political podcast produced by uh, some folks who have no true national notoriety, uh, you, you probably are on the political hamster wheel, right? That's why you're listening to a show like this, because we get into the nitty gritty and down and dirty of some more local stuff and some things that you might not get in other places, uh, which is why we've built this. It's why we've built the heartlandcollective.com there, where you can get uh, you know, information, you can get our written information, you can get links to our podcasts and shows and uh, sign up to be a Patreon member over there. You know, we're an independent media source for a reason. We're like, you know, NPR, but kind of funny. Um, <laughs> because by by not having commercials, by not having major sponsors, it allows us to talk about whatever we want to talk about, right? And talk about it in the way that we feel comfortable talking about it so that we can get into stories that might not be, you know, maybe not quite as popular. But even so, even with that, there's still the need for us to be constantly churning through national stories, regional stories, whatever it is, to try to find the things that we want to talk about, to try to curate some news, to try to bring you things that we think are actually important that, you know, and actually break through this kind of stuff. And we're already news junkies to begin with. So for us, it's not a a habit change necessarily. But what happens is from time to time, even if you're a news junkie or a politico or you know, just somebody who who just loves politics. You still are going to have times where today you might not want to do politics, right? Even if you're somebody who's running for office and you're listening to this, there's probably some days you wake up and you think, I don't think I want to run for office today. And that's okay, right? That's, that's acceptable. Burnout is going to happen. People are going to come and go. People are going to do a cycle. Some people are going to do two cycles. Some people will do three. Some people, you know, they'll never stop. Uh, those are the real sickos among us, uh, which I think a lot of us probably would count ourselves in, right? The, the folks who are in it for the long haul, uh, you're not into politics because of one thing or two things. You're, you're, you're here for a reason. And those folks are going to have good days and they're going to have bad days. Right? If you're a progressive person or these days a reasonable person who wants society to function well, then turning on the news or, or getting on the Internet can be stressful. The 2024 election is looming so large, right, for so many reasons. Meanwhile, if you live in a place like I do, right, if you live in Missouri, if you live in Indiana, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, Iowa, you're also probably watching your state government eat its own face right now. Legislation is floating around in these state houses across the country to undo 100 plus years of progress, right? It's not just abortion, it's every inch of progress since the ratification of the 13th and 14th Amendments, 
From the late 1860s until the early 1980s, America was undergoing an almost constant metamorphosis in policy, and most of that was progressive in nature. Voting rights, first for black men, white women, black women, right? The trust busting in the early 20th century, the civil rights movement, desegregation of public spaces. All the while, in the background, technology starts to bring this constant change, this constant improvement to daily life. And now here we are in 2024 wondering if it's all going to last. We have all these improvements, all these accoutrements, right? All these wonderful things that can make life easier. I'm just old enough to remember going into my grandparents' basement and seeing the old washing machine and dryer, right? You're talking about first, second gen type uh, technology and the difference between that and what we have now, right? The time that we get back as a result of that, the quality of life that we have now. And what do we do with it? What do we do with it? Do we do something productive or do we get on the hamster wheel? I know for my part, there are days where I wonder, why do I bother? Why am I participating in this game? Why make these shows, spend my time, my money, my personal emotion to build a platform to help not only spread a message, but allow others to do the same. What is the point? Those are the days when I have to remind myself of a really, really simple reality. And it seems silly to even say it out loud, but we all kind of trick ourselves into this mentality like we're the one, right? We're the person. We're the one who can do it. I'm not a superhero, neither are you. And that's okay. I love getting to talk with Jess Piper. I've been producing a show for her right for over a year now over on the Dirt Road Democrat. Jess and I connected on Twitter. I'm still on Twitter now. I, I use it a lot less uh, because I, I feel better when I use it a little bit less. But I still stay there because of people like Jess. Not because I need to see everything she's saying on Twitter, but because I know she's out there. And I know that there are people like Jess who I haven't met yet. There are other people that I can connect with, other people that I can run into that have smart things to say. Right? That's how uh, my relationship with Jess Piper started was I saw her saying smart things on Twitter and so I reached out and we've been you know friends ever since. It's been years now actually. But some days you'll wake up in that type of mentality. Right? I think what people love most about Jess Piper is that when you hear her speak, it feels like she could take on the world. And some days you'll wake up ready to take on the world. Nothing will stop your mission. Nothing will deter you from moving the mountain. But other days, let's be honest with each other here, you see the world is on fire and you wonder if you can simply climb up a little higher to avoid the smoke. Even then you wonder if the fire can even ever be put out. And honestly, maybe it can't. But we fight it anyway, right? We pour ourselves out like so many buckets of water, refilling over and over, emptying ourselves in the fight over and over, only to see the fire move another direction. The slightest shift of the wind and the fire jumps. That, by the way, is the design of the attack that we are living in. It's not Trump. He's part of it. It's not just the, the elevated clowns in our state legislatures. It's an old and well-funded movement that uses the fire to keep us distracted, to keep us tired, to keep us simply trying to give up to allow the flames to consume us along with all we hold dear. They want us to feel alone. You're not alone. 
You're standing with so many who are filling and emptying their buckets every day. Right now, for some of you, this is filling your bucket. For some of you, this is that connection. That's part of why I know it's important to make these shows. Whether it was 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, 10,000 people. If I'm helping people fill their bucket, then I'm helping put out the fire. And you can do that too. Every day you stand up to do so, every time you fill up your bucket, it's another day that shows others the way. There can't be more of them than us. The line that Jason Isbell sings in Hope the High Road. It's a good song. It's a message that I come back to again and again. We simply have to find one another and help each other fill the bucket one more time. Because that's what it's going to take. We are in this constant cycle of fire, this constant movement of the fire. Right To, to prepare for this, I googled exactly these words. Top News United States. It was Tuesday night. Top News United States. Here's the bullet points it gave me back. Two men charged with murder in Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade shooting. A politics newsletter. Russia detains Los Angeles woman on suspicion of treason. Historic California palm trees are crashing into ocean amid powerful winter storms. And then politics. <laughs> right? That's what it comes back with on Google. It's top news, United States. So I jumped over to some, some major websites, right? The Washington Post. They're talking about the Alabama court ruling on the embryos. The ridiculous, religiously zealot-based court ruling that puts into question all kinds of issues. Some of the wording in this Alabama court ruling would make the idea of uh, even... Even male masturbation, right? Let alone embryos. The way this is worded about every type of bodily tissue essentially is life. Is it legal to have a period now in Alabama? Is it legal to uh, ejaculate in the state of Alabama? It's a serious question now based on that court ruling. Supreme Court won't review admissions at prestigious Northern Virginia Magnet School. That's the second story on the Washington Post. Why? Trump compares death of Navalny to his legal troubles. That's the third story. Okay? The fourth story is about Kratom. It's about a kid dying from using fake marijuana. That's tragedy. But why is that the fourth story on the Washington Post? On Fox News, the first story is about Trump challenging Biden to debates. Wants to know why Haley won't quit. Then there's a slam piece on Gavin Newsom. Then there's a small piece about the Hunter Biden story with the FBI informant uh, who's now come out to say that he was being fed by Russians. That's a whole mess that's happening over there. There's a story about, about parents losing their child because of pronouns. Of course, right? These are the top four stories on Fox News. Trump going after Biden, Hunter Biden, Gavin Newsom, a budget deficit, and uh, a child being removed from a home because of pronouns, allegedly. At least that's how they're framing the story. This is what you're getting in the news. On CNN, guess what? The Hunter Biden story, there it is. Now, it's an important story, so it makes sense that that one's getting national coverage. But 
what is it going to do in your life tomorrow? What is the Hunter Biden story going to impact on your dinner table tomorrow, in your kid's school, in your town, in your community? What's it going to do? Next to nothing? Cause some debate? Cause you to have a disagreement with somebody? Cause you to get in a fight with a family member or somebody at work? And then there's a story about, a horrible story about an 11-year-old girl in Texas missing found on the river. That's, look, folks, it's horrible. I have kids. I can understand the idea of losing your child and how important that would be. It's not front-page national news. I'm sorry, it's just not. There are things going on of national importance that will actually impact broad numbers of people's lives. This is a tragic story, but it's not national news. Yet there it is right up front. Over on Politico, the first story is about the Democrats' divisions over Israel and Hamas, as if Democrats support Hamas. A story about Haley not dropping out. A story about Ukraine. A story about the Biden administration and Russia. Buried down a little bit further is Hunter Biden again. Where's the stories about what's going on in these state houses with these governors? Right? Where's the story about how the two shooters in Kansas City, the two shooters in Kansas City that they've charged, the adults, there were more, but the adults that they've charged, these are people who are essentially living out exactly the type of model that the Republicans have been pushing when it comes to guns. They were in a crowded space, and they were armed. They were carrying weapons, and they, based on the charging documents, they got into a fight. They got into a disagreement. Somebody pulls out a gun, somebody else pulls out a gun, and people start shooting. Guns don't kill people. Sure. Great. You need to do cars. You need to do knives. Nothing kills anybody except for the person who uses it. Is that the logic we're really going to hide behind? That guns don't kill people? Because it's ridiculous. If the same people are in the same crowd having the same fight and they get into a fist fight, how many people are dead? How many kids are in the ICU? If the same people in the same crowd get into a fight with knives, how many people are dead? How many kids are in the ICU? How many stray bullets can you get from one knife? How many stray bullets can you get from one balled up fist? How many people die because a few people get into a scuffle? Because somebody had a disagreement. And is that the world we want to live in? Is that the world that we want to give to our kids? Is that the world that we want to pass on to grandkids, future generations? Hey, careful going to that public place. Careful going to that parking lot. If you disagree with somebody, you might get shot while you're trying to go in and buy diapers. If you go someplace where there might be a lot of people, you need to keep your head on a swivel because half of the people are probably carrying guns. So what, we all need to carry guns now? Who wins in that scenario? There's only one answer. We know the answer to that question. We know who's paying these people to say these outlandish, ridiculous things because there's only one winner in a society full of guns, and it's the people who make the guns. More guns more gun sales, more gun sale profits. It's just not that hard of an equation to follow. 
that's what's going on. That's why it's so frustrating because when you turn on the national news, when you turn on cable news, if you go to the internet, if you try to search for actual information about what's actually going on, what are you going to get? You're going to get back on the merry-go-round, the, 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 the merry-go-round, excuse me. You're going to get back on the merry-go-round of hate, of divided government, of angry finger-pointing, of the soap opera of Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Is he too old? Is he too much of a criminal? Because national politics has taken over the zeitgeist, has taken over the conversation the way that the NFL has in sports. National political coverage has become no different than sports coverage. CNN and ESPN are nearly identical in format. Even their color scheme is basically the same. But the format is almost identical. They throw up a topic, and then a group of people talk about that topic, and they spin it and spin it and spin it and spin it and spin it. And they pick the topics that are going to make you stop and look when you see what it says on the bottom of the screen. Turn on ESPN for a week. Turn on the same show on ESPN for a week. And see what they talk about all week. See how many times they repeat the same basic topic. See how many times they have the same basic conversation. Do the same thing with CNN. How many times do they repeat the same topic, the same conversation? You wind up in this like spin cycle of hateful rhetoric and a feeling like the fire can't be put out. But that's the goal. Because they, what they don't want you to do, what they don't want you to realize is that connecting with one another, helping each other fill our buckets, paying attention to the fire that's right in front of us and not the giant flames that we can't get to, that that's how we put the fire out. You can't put it out by yourself, but you and 10 other people can put out the fire that's right in front of you. And those 10 people can go grab 10 more people to put out a little bit more fire and 10 more people and 10 more after that. And that's how we make progress. That's how we break through the flames. That's how we eventually, maybe one day, put the fire out. So today might be hard. Tomorrow might be hard. The day after that might be hard too. My hope is that you will be able to step back Take a second and remember, you're not a superhero. It's not your job to do it alone. It's not your job to put the fire out by yourself. We have to do it together. We have to do it collectively. That's how we get the job done. That's how we put out the fire. That's how we make tomorrow better than today. And that's how we keep progress going. Thanks for stopping by. Be well.
Heartland Pod is a production of Midmap Media. Learn more at theheartlandcollective.com. Intro song, The Heartland Blues by Adam Summer. Outro song, World on Fire by American Aquarium. Written by BJ Can't give up